0: Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401Ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McClain would like to help you by answering your call. To join Allworth's Money Matters, call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters,
1: I'm Scott Hansen. I'm Pat McClain, thanks for joining us. That's right, If we're coming to you the weekend, last weekend in February. Myself and my co-host here—we're both financial advisors, certified financial planner, chartered financial consultant. Spend our weekdays helping people like yourself plan their financial future, have some financial independence in their lives, and we broadcast our program on the weekends, hopefully to be your financial advisors on the air. And appreciate the opportunity to be of service to you. And it appears that um, the market volatility has returned.
2: Yes. <laughs> well, I
1: don't think it really ever – Okay, <laughs> maybe not. I mean, January – the first couple of weeks of January were so strong that – I was thinking to myself this morning,
2: this is this is the time that money is made. And it's hard to see that. It's hard to see that. Because you look at your account and you're like, what's this Pat McLean talking about? There's no money being made. There will be money being made, and it will be made over time,
1: but it will only be made if you make the right moves in the most painful times. And if companies make the right moves. I mean, what's really interesting, Pat, is that these market cycles are, are healthy and necessary in a free market economy because in, ti- in the robust times when things are going well, when money's cheap or almost free like it was when interest rates were zero— it's easy for companies to get kind of fat and happy. Uh, they're hitting their top line numbers. Their profits are up. Uh, they, think, they don't think twice about how they're spending their money. A lot of excesses, which isn't the best use of capital, right? And,
2: and, and, and taking flyers on things that they probably, you know, that with a hope. When I say flyer, they're, they're doing things in their business that they hope will propel their growth forward significantly. But they know there's risk in those maneuvers, those those decisions. And I think of, I think about Meta, Facebook, and their VR. Um, how they, much they bet on that? It
1: changed the name of the company for crying out loud! How much
2: that the bet was <laughs> on that? And that is that is that's a a byproduct of. I Shouldn't ex- say
1: they changed the name of the company. Mark Zuckerberg did. Yeah.
2: But that is a byproduct of just easy business at that point in time. If Mark Zuckerberg had to make the decision today to bet on Meta, on this virtual reality, do you believe that he would be doing that today? Probably not today. Probably not today because there's not excess in the
1: companies. And this is a normal part of a business cycle. Yeah. So when companies and you read about layoffs, that's bad if you're the one who got laid off. But if the company has more employees than is actually than is really necessary, maybe those people could be used doing something else productive for society.
3: Yes, I mean that's.
1: And you and I've owned a business, and a number of business for
2: how many how many years? Thirty plus years. We. Our own business goes through these business cycles. We It happens to us yeah, as well. Yeah, small We're businesses, not... like, of course. <laughs> right? Things are going up. Everything's up and to the right. like uh... yeah, And you're making a little bit like, okay, well, let's
1: try this and see if it moves the ball. Or let's try this. Yeah, and then when revenue is slow, you're starting to think, well, where, where's, where do we have waste in the organization? That's right. Like, oh, there is why are we doing this? This doesn't make any sense. It's costing us how much to do this? Like, why? Who benefits nobody? Like, what's the point? So, I mean, so that's what that's what's kind of healthy through these cycles. But to your point, Pat, from an individual investor, they need to remain invested, not on the sidelines. They 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 need to maintain
2: um equity position. In the right areas. In the right areas. Or or, or in fixed income positions but in the right areas. So going to cash is not the answer because the markets will rebound. They will. If history is any guide, which I believe it is of some guide, yes. It is yes that that the markets will come back. They will come back higher than they have historically and the longer they always th- have. The longer this bear market goes on, the harder it is to stay invested. That is just the reality, and
1: particularly when interest rates on cash have come up to where they are. Because it wasn't very, it wasn't very many long ago. It was uh, Tina. There is no alternative, and it was in des- <laughs> describing stocks. We talked about it when the <laughs> when the stock market was sky high. Tina, like, of course there are alternatives. It's foolish to think just because interest rates are, are low, you're going to pile everything into stocks. Of course, now we're seeing the pullback. On stocks, but it, it, it it's also foolish to say just because prices are down, I am now going to move things that are going uh, historically have done very well and move those into a cash asset.
2: So let's think about the inverse of why interest rates are, are low. Why
1: did the Federal Reserve lower interest rates to spur on the well, was, a lot of it was during the lockdowns. Yes, you lock, shut companies down, people are out of work. We worried what we're trying to do is encourage more
2: uh, risky behavior, more capital uh, investment, uh, riskier behavior uh, by not only companies, by making the interest rates zero or close to zero, but by individuals to push them into correct uh, riskier assets.
1: What what happens when this happened all the way back from the financial crisis? Interest rates have remained low, extremely low since that time. That's right.
2: And so, what happens when they raise interest rates? They're trying to slow down riskier behavior, both from corporate boardrooms as well as from individuals. Yes, that and the inverse, and it will go through a cycle again. Interest rates, you know, even now on a historical basis, are relatively
1: low. But if you're in an if you're a longer-term investor, this stuff should be noise to you. It's hard. When you get that statement. And I'm going to give you an, a, one extreme, Pat. This was years ago. I had, a, I had some clients. Um, their uh, son-in-law passed away, tragically. And so they asked if I could meet with their daughter, who was a widow, single mom. And so I, I met with this woman, and she clearly needed help with her finances. She had—her husband had a kind of traditional broker at one of the big-named firms— I don't think the name exists anymore because they all merged into it with one another. Um, and her husband talked to her, his broker, his financial consultant, like once a week, like to buy and sell stuff and all that, right? So he dies. She's now trying to figure out, how do I manage that account plus the life insurance proceeds? How do I somehow take this, what is now a lump sum of cash, and to gen- turn this into an income stream to replace my husband's salary? And so... <laughs> Um, she, obviously things weren't working too well with that kind of traditional broker. So she's in my office and we're having a conversation and she says, she says, yep. But not the, the labor reports coming out on Friday with the jobs, jobs report. And I said, what? Well, with the jobs report coming you out, you knew it was coming out, but you didn't, what What, I said, didn't what, does, to that? Her? what does that have to do with anything? Well, that's what I asked her. What's that have to do? with? Well, because based upon that, the market could do this. And I'm thinking, Oh, this poor woman, Right? Like she thinks in order to be successful, she needs to pay attention to what's going on in the jobs report on Friday. Yes. (laughs) I mean, it's lunacy. It's. You don't want to put your head in the sand when things are going through cycles, but you don't want to overstress every little report that comes out. And you don't. And and you, you, the more, the more transactions you do as a result odds are the worst performance you're going to have not the better and you have been a long if you've been a long time listener of uh
2: our program you will know that in the good times we are telling people to rebalance their portfolios
3: yeah don't to get not, too greedy don't get
2: too way. don't put too much risk in there there will be rainy days there will be sunny days there will be Sunny days again, and there will be and rainy days. And when things again. were
1: up, we also said, "Look, don't those excess returns? Don't spend them, <laughs> right? If you've got a, if you've got a, a, a pile of cash to last for your the rest of your life, and you think, wow, I made twenty percent last year. That was much more than I was expecting.' Why don't I go uh, buy a new car? Why don't I take this this vacation and?" Because
2: those excess returns are the ones that are going to buoy the portfolio.
1: <laughs> and years like uh, we had last year. Yes. And maybe this year. Who knows what this year is going to finish up like. All right. Let's uh, take some calls. We love having you uh, as guests on our program. Uh, and to be part of our program, 833-99-WORTH is the contact number to join us. Or if you want to be a guest on our program, just send us an, an email at questions at moneymatters.com. And we're going to talk to, it uh, looks like a couple here in California, Vince and Samantha. Uh, welcome to All Earth's Money Matters.
4: Hello, Pat, Scott and Pat. How you guys doing? This is Vince
2: and my Hi. wife, Samantha.
4: This
3: is Samantha.
2: Hello, Hi. Vince and Samantha. What can we do for you?
1: Are we the arbiters um, here to help with the discussion? <laughs> yeah.
3: Hey, well,
4: yeah, we're, we're a team, we're, this is a team, so we're yeah. wanting to get, make sure we understand the answers Great. and uh, stuff like that, so that's how we roll. Yes. So, um, Well, our question we have is that, well, the information that we plan to retire in June of 2024, I'll be 55, and Samantha will be uh, 52 and a half, um, and uh, we... Where we plan, we work for the state of California, so we'll be having a pension. And our question is, uh, when we we have a four hundred one, four fifty seven, we plan to move, uh, roll it over to a traditional IRA when we retire, and then eventually then start doing um, um, uh, conversions to Roth IRA. And our our, we're trying to figure out for help for retirement planning on when is the best time to do that with our current funds that we have.
1: And what do you? What are your? How much will your pensions be at retirement time?
4: Our pension will be about one hundred forty thousand a year.
2: Between the two and, of you. I'm um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Between the two of you. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. It's Total. Yeah. And you said you're you'll you will be fifty five on in in June of twenty four or you are fifty five now.
3: No. Yeah, you'll be fifty five in June of twenty twenty
1: four. And you'll be and Samantha, you'll be fifty two. And what okay. do you have? What, what do you have in your retirement accounts? Your four hundred one k four fifty seven. Uh, Ballpark. between
3: the two of us, we have about two million.
1: Well, you guys have been and great the- savers. Uh, and yeah, what do you have? Early. What do you have? in as far as money outside of retirement accounts,
3: uh, we have uh, our private investment uh, about five hundred and seventy-five k, and then we have uh, CDs and savings. And we just recently sold our house. That's about seven hundred and seven hundred k, and then we have a Roth IRA uh, between the two of us for two hundred and fifty k.
2: And you, the seven hundred, doesn't include the proceeds from the house, or it does?
3: That does include the proceeds. And
1: where are you living now?
3: In Folsom.
1: No, but (laughs) are you renting?
3: Oh, we're renting. Yes, we're renting. (laughs) We're renting an apartment.
2: And do you and do you plan on moving? Buying a place?
3: Not, not really sure at this point. We uh, just decided just to downsize and uh, move into an apartment just to see where we're going to go from there. Whether we continue renting or we purchase a house.
2: And what was the proceeds from the sale of the home? The proceeds
4: of the sale? I uh, we uh, we had uh, we all uh from after the uh paying the agents and all that it was 638,000.
2: Okay. okay, thank you. And was the home paid for? Yes. All right, you guys are good savers. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um yes. And and what was your what's your income today?
4: uh total income today is uh for gross is about two hundred and fifty thousand,
2: and you're doing the year. maximum into into the retirement plans?
4: uh currently no uh we we dropped it down to about two thousand a month uh each so it'll be four thousand total uh we were trying to, at the time to build up some of our um private investments to carry us through. Uh, till 60 when we oh. access, if we need to access a half. the
2: IRAs. Okay, so you you have laid out a host of financial planning opportunities that are just mind-boggling to me. They, I, my, my head is spinning, and you've made a couple of minor mistakes, but you're great savers. First of all, you're asking me right now whether you should actually take tax-deferred income and make it taxable via conversion to a Roth IRA and grow it forward. At the same time, you're at a much higher income now than you were, but you lowered your 401k and 457. So here's what I would do. I would actually look, and you both have the 401k. And let, me,
1: let me pop up a little higher before, because okay. you, you, you both participate in Social Security or no. Yes. Okay. Yes, we do. So you're both paying <laughs> 7.65% of of your pay is going into social security. So when you when you factor that out, um y- your your pension income is not going to be too far off what's been coming through the checkbook now. The, correct. And because of the fact that you're putting money you were
2: putting money into the 401k or 457 I assume at the maximum level um at one point in time.
4: Uh yeah, we were before,
2: but then we uh, cut back. Yeah, stuff yeah. Out. yeah. I understand, I understand. But you didn't get two million dollars in your in your four hundred one k and four fifty seven by making the minimum contribution, That's or even right. two thousand dollars a month. <laughs> That's why I knew the answer. Did I, I, yeah. here is what I yeah. think I would do. I like the fact you're asking this. And wrong do you guys
1: have kids? Yes, we do. Okay,
2: I, I, I would. The Roth IRA conversion is, yeah, probably you're going to do that there. But let's take advantage between now and June of 2024. And maybe I would actually put the maximum into the 401ks and 457s. And, and on both sides. And that way, you're, you're, you've actually lowered your taxable income to about $150,000. So let, let's talk about why we're okay doing that. And you're worried about this 59 and a half thing. And you said emphatically, "We're going to move our 401ks and 457 into IRAs when you retire." That may absolutely be the worst decision. And let me tell you why. the 457 is a deferred compensation plan that actually has no restrictions at how you get at the money once, once you, you retire. retire. By you moving it into an IRA, you have now put restrictions on it till age 59. Now you and might want
1: to take. $1.8 million of the $2 million and or whatever, it. and move it to an IRA. But you'll want to keep some money in uh, either Vince and your, your if if your 401k account or Samantha a 457 and, so you can take withdrawals
2: if wanted or needed. And why the 401k for Vince and not for Samantha, Scott?
1: Well, 401k, if you're 55 or older, when you leave service, you have access to it. You don't have to be 55. Right. I'm uh, 59 and a half. So-, so- what, what you're worried about,
2: this liquidity event, which is why you actually lowered your contributions to the 401k and 457 for the ages between the date you retire and age 59 and a half. And I'm telling you that that fear should not exist. Um, okay. And so the Roth IRA, we're going to worry about the Roth IRA when we get to the Roth IRA. But your, your world is kind of in turmoil right now. So you've got plenty of money and you've got plenty of liquid money, by the way, money that you could get at now. So you have $575,000 in what you call private investment. So I'm going to call it a brokerage.
4: Yeah, Yeah, basically index funds. Okay,
2: a brokerage. And you have $700,000 in bank CDs. I don't know. And I assume you're using a high yield money market or something along those lines in order to get the most out of that. Yes, we are. So. I, You could put about $100,000
1: between the two of you in the 401ks well, and 457s. They may or may not want to contribute that much. They might want to use a Roth for a portion of it because you, the, the way our income tax st- structure works today, it's very progressive. No, 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 Scott, you didn't
2: say they may or may not want to put it into 457 or 401 k. You said. They may
1: want to do 401k and Roth 401k or 457 and Roth 457. That's exactly <laughs> it. Because taxable income, first of all, we can take it a standard deduction. It's almost 30 grand for a married couple. So let's call it 30000 Um And then the tax bracket or adjusted gross income moves from a 24% to a 32% bracket at $182,000. Plus the, but we are also get the roughly the thirty thousand dollars. So it's it's two hundred and ten thousand dollars of gross uh, income that comes in that is taxed at twenty four percent federal. When we go above that, it's taxed at thirty two percent. So that's that's, in my mind, that's kind of the cutoff line that I would in your situation that I'd be looking at uh, doing any Roth. I wouldn't – my personal preference wouldn't want to try to go and convert if you're in a 32% bracket or a 35% bracket or a 37% bracket. And then you also have the um, uh, Obamacare tax uh, uh, thrown on top of that, 2.9%. And and take it one step further,
2: you don't know whether you're going to buy or rent or do you know whether you're going to continue to live in the state of California or are you going to move out? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, that's
3: no, true. No idea. Okay,
2: no idea. So, so this th- I get why you called about the Roth conversion at retirement. Let's let's just get the low hanging fruit first,
1: right? Yeah. And if you said emphatically, "Oh yes, you're you're leaving the state. Like your your kids are both left the state, and you're moving wherever," uh, we would say, "Don't do it." I wouldn't. I would do everything before tax on the four hundred one k and four fifty seven. Not any Roth, right? Mm -hmm. because California you're at it you're at nine percent really quickly so way before a hundred thousand dollars so the answer to your
2: question that you called about should we do a Roth conversion in uh, after we retire maybe probably you'd have to actually map what your lifetime income looks like and then figure in required minimum distributions at age 75 for you um but today today you need to go back and change your contributions into that 401k and 457. And if I thought I was moving out of the state of California to, let's say, mm, Tennessee, Nevada. Um, Texas, Florida. E- even low-income tax state, Arizona. Yeah. Right? I would put it all in pre-tax. Yeah. All of it. And I'd, and I'd do both the 401k and the 457s. In between Dude, all right. Because you so both I'll have access to done. both of those.
4: Okay. Yeah. And then the thing is that we understand like when you hit 60 that if you do raw conversion from your traditional IRA. Also, the reason why we want to do traditional IRA because we want to have more control with the money as opposed to Uh, leaving it in with the um, state, state of California because... The uh, provider for that is very restrictive on. Vince, right. yeah. we Vince? understand.
1: Vince, but 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 <laughs> if if you, you stated that you reduced your contributions to your uh, your employer provided retirement plans, your 401k and 457, because you wanted the flexibility, we at least unless we misheard you.
4: Uh, t- no, I, I was referring to. I'm sorry. I was referring to. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that part. But I was referring to why, when we retire, we want to no, roll I, it
2: over to the traditional. Look, way. I get that. I understand. But okay. But but if liquidity, you're going to have to
1: to to, to wait um, liquidity. If but, you need any liquidity, if yeah. you think you might be buying a house that's going to cost you more than seven hundred thousand dollars, um yes. Mm-hmm. Then, and you're going to dig into the brokerage too. There's plenty of money there.
2: Um, but you don't need to make up that, your decision about whether you're going to actually roll it into an IRA today. You don't need to make that decision until after you retire. And even then after you retire, it's not an all or nothing, but what we do.
1: Yeah. It's not an all you're, or nothing. So move 90% to an IRA. Or,
2: or just or do some it, planning.
1: Do some Yeah. <laughs>
2: or just do some planning and figure out this is where we think we're going to go. But. If you were my brother, you'd be my little brother, by the way, I would say, <laughs> <laughs> I would say, this is easy. This is easy. We're going to put the maximum we can into, you, remember, you have, both of you have both the 451 and 401k, or 457 and 401k available to you, which is just an Oddity. It is, it's highly unusual. And you're going to take advantage of that and you're going to put the max into both yours and Samantha. Samantha, you're going to put the max in yours. And we're at that point in time, you're doing over $100,000.
1: you have lowered your income. You've actually. I still, I might disagree. Like you might use a, a Roth for a portion of that unless you are highly confident you're going to leave the state of California. If you were 50% confident, Scott, would you take the risk? Why well, put everything in pre-tax?
2: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Cuz I think there's probably going to be well, a time you know, in my life I'm not going to be a resident to, of California. Yeah.
4: Eventually we're going to have to take that money out and we have Social security and stuff so that's why We understand like, it, though. Get,
2: no, I get it. No, 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 I understand why you're asking the question. Uh, you didn't get this much money by making tons of bad mistakes. We're just kind of <laughs> <Right>. cleaning up <laughs> the edges. And if you did nothing other than what you've been doing right now, You'll you'd be, be fine too. <laughs> but if, if you were my little brother, I'm like, let's just do this. And this, this is Scott's point. Maybe 75% goes in pre-tax and 25% goes into the Roth. I'd run the numbers. Yeah. I'd do um, a pro-forma I, tax return. I wouldn't, Scott. I, where do your kids live? Do they live in the state of California? Yes. They do. Any grandkids yet?
3: No. No. All right. Well, yeah, we do
4: have family. We're taking care of our parents, so they're in – the Sacramento area too. Okay. So You're here we're for a going while. to be around
2: here yeah. for a while. All right. So All right. I would probably, I do the, I do the numbers, but my guess is it's going to be about 75% pre and 25% Roth. And I would do the maximum today. Um, I wouldn't even think about it. And I would invest like I was going okay. to invest till I was 90. And yeah. when you get closer to retirement or go and pay for a financial plan. Yeah. Well, go and pay someone for a financial plan.
1: Run the numbers and
2: run the numbers, or go to your tax account and ask them to run the numbers. But that I I know where we're going to land. I could run the numbers, and I know exactly where we're going to well, land.
1: Well, obviously, you guys are set financially for retirement, so I hope you're not having any concern about that. Yeah, the the hard part's done. We're just cleaning up around
2: the this edges.
4: Problem to have. It this is problem to have. Believe yeah, me, I, I no, wouldn't. I'm I not. wouldn't.
1: I wouldn't call them problems. You are just <laughs> <laughs> you've accumulated uh, some assets, uh, and you picked a good career that gave you a nice pension, and you're well set on retirement. So, so appreciate the uh, the cool. call. Congrats for the both of you. We're taking a quick break. Stick around for more. All worths money matters.
0: Can't get enough of Allworths Money Matters? Visit Allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters Podcast.
1: Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen.
2: I'm Pat McClain. That was a um that was an interesting call. As is often the case, uh, people will call in with one question. We never even answered his question, you know that. His question was: <laughs> should I roll money from my Ohio to my Roth IRA? <laughs> when I retire in June of 2024 and we never answered the question. And the reason we didn't answer the question is that was the right question. The right question is um, am I, am I doing, am I taking advantage of everything that is in front of me today? Yeah,
1: you know, know I, 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 it's interesting though. Like if, if I if I did most of my pl- the plumbing repairs at my house, but suddenly there was something kind of major, it was going to have a pretty big impact. I would I'd say I'm going to hire a plumber, and have a professional there, right, to to do it. Uh, even on, on taxes, same sort of thing. Legal issues, same sort of thing. But there, there's a reluctance for people who have done it. For some people who have done a done a, a, a good job saving to reach out to financial advisors for professional advice. And I think it's in large part because so many people in our industry are just salespeople in disguise. They don't really do the true planning. They're not certified financial planners or charter financial consultants, or there's a few other designations out there, but they they don't do any true planning. And so they tend to avoid people like that. And I think, I look at a previous caller, even if they, let's assume for a moment. Maybe it's a big assumption. Let's assume that they that they don't need any help when it comes to managing their investments. Okay, let's just that's assumption. Well, I would question that, but I just say, let's that's assumption. Okay, um, clearly they could benefit by working with someone, a good planner, to deal with all those other issues that would that pop into play, like their their brokerage account, index funds. What kind of funds should we have in there? What liquidity might be necessary from there? It, do, we, do we look at it generating some income from there? And of course, the IRA. What's that going to be worth by the time they're seventy-two? With the uh, isn't it seventy-five for them? seventy-five age? now? Didn't it just change? It did just change. Yeah, yeah. it'll be seventy-five for them. Uh, th- th- those are the kind of and and then we can look at Roth. And then if you're thinking about staying in the California versus leaving, what's that cost to you? Or New York to Florida, or correct a high cost state to Illinois
2: to a low cost state.
1: Right. And you can,
2: but I like your analogy about like if you're doing something, I will do minor plumbing repairs around the house, including uh, replacing uh, faucets. I mean, physically replacing the faucets. But the minute I run into something that is like, whoa, I can't watch a video on this um, or understand it. And then I might be doing more damage than I possibly <laughs> realize.
1: Pat, I'll never forget. This was probably 20 years ago. Um, I, was, I was referred this uh, couple. He had it was about roughly $20 million in stock of, from his employer. Works for the right company. Things went well. Maybe it was $25 million. It was a lot of money. And as I'm talking to him, I, he does his own taxes, like – who's your financial advisor? I don't have a financial advisor. And I said, well, you don't do your own plumbing too, do you? And he says, his wife says, yes, he does his own, he does everything. And um, so we talked about some things. He chose not to hire us, chose not to hire the CPA that we introduced to him. And he called me like four years later. He had moved, he had left the state of California and moved to Nevada. And the state of California was, uh, was coming after him for uh, unpaid taxes because he had sold some stock options, and the 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 accrual while he lived in the state of California, that accrual was still payable due to California. Still, Just, still the case, by the way, it, all these years. Because it was earned in California, it doesn't matter when you sold it. The to the date on that the they leave options, the state on those stock options. And so he called he called me and said something to the effect of, "Do we was is there any sort of letter of engagement?" I'm like, "What?" <laughs> Because he's looking for a get-out-of-jail-free card. He's looking for, I went and got advice, and no one told me this advice. I'll just show to the IRS. <laughs> yes, because that's, that's a clear argument. You still might owe the taxes, but you're going to avoid the penalties. Yes. And I remember thinking, here's somebody at $25 million, and he, I don't know if he was too cheap or too arrogant to hire an advisor. Whether it's me or somebody or he, else. Or he
2: just thought the process was too easy and he could master
1: it himself. You didn't know the landmines that were out there. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's continue with calls. Again, if you want to be part of the program, 833-99-WORTH is the number here, 833-99-WORTH. We're in Arizona talking with David. David, welcome to All with Money Matters.
2: Thank you very much. How are you? We're great. What can we do? for How can we possibly help?
5: <laughs> <laughs> My wife and I are retired. <laughs> we're both 79 and i've been retired for about four years um we have a, a broker from a large company who's also a certified planner financial planner um and our we have currently three accounts with him one is a traditional ira which i had rolled over my return my, my money from my company and we have two roth iras that are both over five years old okay um so, I'm a little concerned about. I need to try to. We don't have a lot. We uh, we have a total of about 190,000 in our traditional, and about 38,000 each in our Roth IRAs. Okay. Um, I have an RMD that's about nine thousand a year. This year. Yep. And um. Yep. Uh, our account balance is uh, basically about 81 f- fixed type of income, 81% and 19% growth. It used to be 60% growth and 40% fixed income uh, until um, about a year and a half ago. And what happened then? So we changed, the um, my broker and I got together and we decided we, we ought to change that uh, a bit in order to have, more available income he wasn't sure about what was going to happen in in the covid years um so we you know we did fine in 1920 uh, or 2020 but of course in uh, or 2021 but in 2022 we did we didn't do well we lost about 14% okay um so by the way worst bo- that
1: worst worst bond year in history so
5: it was um... and the worst bond year in history yeah right <laughs> that's why i mean uh
1: <laughs> Uh, sure. I, 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 I don't expect that to happen again this year. The, the statistical chances of that occurring are almost
5: zero. Well, that's that's what everything I've, I've, I've read. Um, my my broker suggests we keep the current mix the same, uh, but I and he's not excited about. It, and I'd like to take half of the money and invest in short-term T-bills. Are you Are you living off these dollars? I'm living off yeah some of them right are you are you are, you, are you taking uh more, more than, than the, the
2: required minimum distribution
5: uh yeah i usually take about ten thousand more than the required distribution okay which is nine nine or ten
2: right so you're taking nineteen thousand dollars
5: a year out of a two hundred and sixty yes, thousand right. dollar portfolio what other uh assets do you have so we have of course we have social security account both of us, and my wife has a little retirement about nine hundred a month um Plus social security, and your house uh, is paid. House. The yeah. house is still has about one hundred thousand left on it. What's the value of the and home? Uh, about four hundred ninety thousand.
2: And do you plan on uh, downsizing or moving anytime
5: soon? No. Nope. What's the interest rate on the mortgage? Uh, Three point
1: four percent. What's your family income then? Ballpark
5: about fifty two thousand a year,
2: including the nineteen thousand dollars in distributions
5: uh no, add that in so seventy one thousand
1: roughly right. you and your wife, both in good health
5: um, we see doctors a lot. My wife's in good health um I have some heart issues, but I feel great. you have so. kids? No, we don't, no children. No
2: children. Are you gonna say it? Are you gonna say it, Scott?
1: <laughs> reverse mortgage. <laughs> reverse <laughs> mortgage. <laughs> That's exactly what I was gonna say. That's
2: exactly what I was thinking. That's why. Says, <laughs> if you're gonna say it, um, not as an opportune time as it was a couple of years ago. Um,
1: I mean, here's how I look at it. Like, so you're you're looking at do you do some tweaks to your portfolio, which is really what this is, and I'm looking at more like you're 79. Right. No one gets out of here alive. Right. So we don't know if you've got 15 years, 10 years, five, F- right? four days. We, we don't, don't know. know. Could be. Right. Right. But you feel great. I just kind of look at it like, look, if if you what? think this is the last house you're going to live in. Yep. <clears throat> right. It is. the last. And last that's your good, hope. So. My father yep. got a reverse mortgage before he passed away at about your age. I think maybe he's a tad younger. And, and, and people are probably screaming at the. All that it does, in a situation <laughs> like this, it's like all it would do is so you don't have to make that mortgage payment.
2: And you could provide income. There's enough room in there probably that you right. can actually take income. Right. You could actually lower your distributions from your IRA down to the required minimum distributions, make more than that $10,000 up with a reverse mortgage. Yep, And they're US government backed reverse mortgages. And but the amount you pay at the beginning of a reverse That's mortgage right. is huge. That Correct. is right. I'm not going to dispute
1: that. That is right. It's more expensive than a traditional mortgage. There but is it's, no question. But you don't have to make payments. Like, and as long if as you you, to, if you told me that your objective is to die with as much money as possible, then we would not recommend that. that one of the reasons <laughs> we asked if you have children
2: was to see if, if there was. When you, we both, want to make sure that if you pass, your wife's taken care of. Clear, obviously, right? But yes, if correct. you if you both passed away today, where would that money go? The the equity in your home and your IRAs, where would it end up?
5: So we have a will, and we distribute it among my brothers and their kids. Okay, okay. I would, I get
2: I'm going to tell you, it is a it is the R word in our industry, but it is a tool for certain people that makes. All the sense in the world. And
1: you happen to be if you were my well, my father had a reverse mortgage. Incidentally, he did he did it without even talking to me, which I find funny because I am a financial advisor. But I guess I'm still his little boy.
2: (laughs) I guess. Like what (laughs) a Scotty. He only manages
1: $15 billion. He can't find his his way home. (laughs) (laughs) But but I would have I I had encouraged him before, like, like why not have some more Financial freedom in your life at this stage. Yes, I, I mean
2: you're you're constricting your lifestyle because of money. I assume. You're,
3: you're no.
5: We lived our lifestyle when we were young and and um, and really physical and good shape and went all over the world and we've done everything. So we're content about okay. that. Okay. Right, well,
2: no, go ahead if but you don't. You can you can get a reverse mortgage yeah. at any point in time you want. But yes. the way your portfolio yes. is managed is. Is fine if you want to go and buy, you know, some short-term treasuries. You may own a bunch of short-term treasuries in your IRA already, and they may just be under a different name other than short-term treasuries. But that is the big question. The big question is, look, I mean, I, if, if you were my dad, um okay.
1: I wouldn't get rid of any of the growth. I wouldn't no, take that no, 19% I wouldn't. In fact, growth.
2: I would actually probably have a tendency <clears throat> to want to go the other direction at this point in time um, to move it to thirty percent. Uh, equities and seventy percent. You might
1: want in your this situation. You might want seven years of income, not tied to the stock market. Twenty thousand. Yeah, times yeah. seven. Well, yeah, t- Rockland, it, yeah, yeah, ballpark. because yeah. yeah. you, you get interest and stuff.
5: But, but, right.
2: But, right. But, <clears throat> but, so yeah, if you want to do that. But if
1: I, I, I would encourage you to get a reverse mortgage. <laughs> That's <laughs> okay. unless unless you have truly have no need for additional cash or you wouldn't spend it
5: if you're not gonna spend it then absolutely don't
1: what's do your it. monthly payment
2: on the mortgage eight
5: hundred and some dollars a month
2: there you go well that's your ten thousand extra ten thousand dollars you're taking out of that ira every year just
5: yeah pretty much that's yeah right. you,
2: you, all we're
1: talking yeah. about is you don't have to make that decision today yeah, correctly right all we're talking about is you.
2: is just using um liquidity from an asset other than your IRA. That's all the reverse points. And you're right. It is expensive. It is
5: expensive. How about taking dividends instead of reinvesting them, taking the dividends and using them as a,
2: it's not going to make put any them
5: difference. in T bills and then use them as a source of money. It's you, you not going to make it. Term. It's not going to make any difference.
2: Okay. Let me ask you a question. So assuming that, that you, that you outlive your brothers and this goes to your nieces and nephews, um, do you think they'd worry about uh, how much something cost if they got the money? <laughs>
5: <laughs> Sorry to laugh. <laughs> some no, will, they some won't. They, they probably it would be a drop in the bucket to them anyway. They they're all doing well. So okay. I mean, you know, I
2: don't care. There we go. All right. Think about it. Yeah. Think about it. But okay. what you're doing now, you're you're fine. You're you're worried about something as you, you should be. You're you're fine. Uh, buy the treasuries if you want. It's not going to make much difference. But um, I would.
1: Well, short-term treasuries are going to have about the same yield as that's, your fixed-income portfolio today. That's, that's
2: not going to make any difference. It's going to make you feel a little bit differently, but it won't make any difference in the long run. So, yeah,
1: appreciate the uh, the call. Yeah, thanks, David. And just look for, uh, in full disclosure, and if you've been a long-time listener, you've heard this before, but if not, you haven't. Years ago, twenty years ago. Uh, I had a negative impression of reverse mortgages. Like, why would someone do a reverse mortgage? You, they're expensive. Same kind of thought. 100%. And, and we d- voiced it here on this program. We did. We did on this program, why they were bad. <laughs> then I started. To, we started to educate ourselves more on them. And the more we looked at them, we thought, this is a phenomenal tool for those at retirement time that are running out of other options for income. Or- and- want to stay in their same home or or don't can't quite afford the house they want to buy or they just want some additional liquidity or they wanted to spend everything and not worry about what went downstream and there are people like that and so the more we start looking at it, the more we were intrigued by this product not for our client base primarily but for people who didn't have a lot of other options. For whatever reason, they got to retirement, didn't have a lot of other options. And we were so intrigued in, and <laughs> that we created a we created a separate company, Liberty Reverse Mortgage. We staffed it with people and grew that to a couple hundred employees. And Genworth Financial bought it from us before the financial crisis. When we sell it in 08? 07. We were the third largest in the nation at the time. And I, the reason I'm saying this is here's how I feel about these things right so our model there was changing lives and the stories we would hear from people there was one of our employees one of the earlier first reverse mortgages one of our employees his mother-in-law came to him she was 84 and said hey Steve can you tell me how these reverse mortgages work and so the more he started having a conversation with her what they found out was that this mother his mother-in-law had uh, ran ran up a bunch of credit card debt Had like $40,000 in credit card debt She was using credit cards to make up the supplement To supplement her income She didn't quite have enough income And um, she got to the point Where she couldn't get any more credit She was literally rationing her food because she did not want to be a burden on her children. She was a widow. She had been in the same house for 30 or 40 years, whatever it was. The last thing she wanted to do was leave her house, her community, the local grocery store, et cetera. And so she got a reverse mortgage. And all that meant was that she now had some, some liquidity. And so I sometimes I tell people, look, if I were on my deathbed today and someone asked me to reflect on my career, yeah, I'm proud of what we've built at Allworth. We've got great, but I think what I would feel the best about is the, the changed lives that we – the impact we had with that reverse mortgage uh, company and, and lifting the awareness in the industry. And, and this
2: isn't so that people could get at money to actually take the money and then invest it, which is often the case no, no, no. in the reverse mortgage industry. When we started the company, you couldn't get, in most circumstances, clients that were further away from each other. Right, we're in wealth management. That's we're right. used to dealing right. with people with money. <laughs> reverse mortgages was a hundred percent. Sometimes people had very little, very very little. So, like it, the case I just mentioned, nothing. It, I remember having friends tell me y- y- you're cheating old people, and I thought you're ignorant. You're just ignorant. Uh, so, if and
1: you, when you do a reverse mortgage, we're not going to to the deals. But when you do a reverse mortgage, you're not giving up control of the house. But we're not the here. Equities we still there. We don't sell
2: reverse mortgages today. Look. If well, you were just them. trying
1: to sell the last caller, I, right? I really was, wasn't I? <laughs> yeah,
2: I was. Well, we don't personally sell them. Our company doesn't sell them. <laughs> I really was. I think that would be the best thing for.
1: Well, them. they're just they're, look. Don't give up on those tools. And if you have a family member that where money's really tight, that could be an opportunity. And the equity that's in the house when the when they pass away, that equity still goes to the heirs. So, let's uh, continue on here in Montana with Kathy. Hi, Kathy. You're with Allworths Money Matters.
6: Hi, thank you for taking my call. Yeah, glad you uh, joined us. Longtime listener, love your show. Love the banner between the two of you. And at times when you get off su- subject, I find myself cracking up out loud. <laughs> oh,
2: I'm thank sorry you, about that. And where? <laughs> yeah. And you're in Mon- You're in Montana. Where in Montana?
6: It's called the Bitterroot Valley. We're about an hour south of Missoula, mm. where the mm. university is. Yes, cool.
2: yes. I, uh, in fact, I was there last summer. Uh, beautiful, it's uh, close to where they film Yellowstone, but I was talking to a friend there that lives in Missoula yesterday, and she said it was relatively cold.
6: Uh, <laughs> yes, the Canadians have reminded us that it is still wintertime. Yeah, yeah, I woke up this morning about 6.30, and it was negative 5 with a light wind at negative 16. So. Yes,
2: yes, yes. <laughs> and are you a it transplant went. to Montana?
6: Yep, retired from Sacramento. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Yep. Yeah, living the dream. Live in the
2: dream oh, beautiful. You. What can we do for you? How can we help?
6: Um, I want to know what are the pros and cons of having an a executor. My husband and I have an estate and a will in place, and my brother is currently the executor on our estate. Uh So, what are the pros and cons of having a family member whether it's a sibling or a child versus a third party to handle your estate upon your passing
2: and how many children do you have
6: um we each have uh well we have two it's two marriages, so combining uh so I have two and he has one
2: and did the kids ever live together No okay, and how old were they? so the kids aren't like all together, they, they, they're, they probably know each other, but they're not like siblings. Correct.
6: Correct. But okay. they are friends and we do, yeah, we do do things together. They're all in their late thirties, early forties. Okay. Is
1: there one, is would one of your children be proficient enough to handle the, the job?
6: Oh yeah. Yeah. But right now I have my brother doing it. He's a few years younger than I okay. am. And, and so it's like, you know, as, as I mean, obviously our goal, our mother is still alive and she's eighty five. So our goal is, you know, we'll live to end of our eighties of nineties.
1: And you can but always as, change your estate
2: plan right. as time goes on, right? So and in exact how much money is outside of the IRAs and including the value of the home?
6: Um, I'm gonna say our our, our total net worth is upwards of three million. I'm gonna say um the IRA there's probably about three hundred in a traditional IRA
2: okay, so two point seven million, and the reason I ask about that 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 moves by beneficiary, so it's not probated um correct, and it doesn't matter what the executive yeah. or the will says yeah um correct and you could actually do t o d s on the rest too, which is transfer on death of the any brokerage accounts
6: oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, a home. Yeah. And the home. Because yeah, so, right now, it, it, it's basically set up to the estate is divided by three.
1: Um, yeah. So, you know. <laughs> Look, it, whoever's the executor or trustee, they have a fiduciary responsibility to act in the beneficiary's best interest, a legal obligation. And if it's, I'll, I'll share personal experience. Last.
2: Christmas, um, in 2021, we sat my four children down, my wife and I, and we had a list of our assets and we explained how the trust was. And we set. and so I have four children, three boys and a girl, and two of them are in the business world. One is still in college and, and my daughter is a, a teacher. i um, soon to be a law school student, but we explained how the trust was constructed and what would happen with the money and then said, okay, um, we have chosen as the executor of the estate, uh, these two children. What are your thoughts? And they said, well, the other two naturally said, well, why can't we do it? And we said, well, explain there." you. Your brothers have a fiduciary responsibility. It's a more of an administrative task than anything, and this is why we chose them because they have a background in, in a degree in business in business. Yeah, and the, and they were and the two were offended, and so I changed it, and now all four no, of you're them. You're kidding, and, and it's not going to matter. <laughs> it will
1: not matter. It's not going to matter
2: unless they get tied up in some sort of
1: but, a. See, I mean, you could hire
2: independent you, but the, I wouldn't. the fees are a lot i wouldn't uh, so e- either three of your kids one of the kids or your brother it's all fine i you don't need to hire uh the only time you really want an outside trustee is if there's great animus uh in the relationship between the children and, or or, or, if, or
1: if, if there's a reason you didn't want the the assets to go to the the person right away you'd want a, a trustee involved or
2: if you had a special needs uh beneficiary that you wanted to be managed into a into either perpetuity or a long period of time um and even then you might decide someone inside the family so
6: right. and i and i understand i mean I, I was the executor of my mother-in-law's estate and yeah there is responsibility obviously and doing everything in a timely fashion. I
3: just would try
1: I trust my family more than I some person I don't know that's Yeah. A, I would, and and then right. some of it becomes very personal
6: too. Right, exactly. As As you know. Like I have a five five page document written up with all the instructions and passwords and combinations for yeah. this and that everything that's for you. my brother but you wouldn't want to give that to, you know, a, a firm. That's right. And, and and no, that. Okay, so. I know who's out there.
2: Okay. I'd leave your brother on for now and just,
6: you know, just,
2: and have the discussion with the
1: kids. And if they're all comfortable doing it together, let them, let them do it together. So, yeah. I appreciate the call. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Kathy. I hope that was somewhat helpful. Anyway, thanks for so much for taking your time to be with us. We'll see you next week. This has been Scott Hanson and Pat McLean All Worths Money Matters.